We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Look, I'm going to stick by what I've been saying um, over the course of this stream, really over the course of a good portion of this offseason. I don't think he's very pleased with this whatsoever. Uh, But if he's surprised, Sarah, then that would debunk my right which is why which is why i'm asking yeah Yeah. which is why i'm asking because this this very well could be okay it could definitely be your scenario right i'm not writing that off i'm obviously more pulled into that more because i think this is more substantial that who they drafted has a bigger effect on my mind than the social media account so so i'm not discounting your idea that he may be a vast for a trade the other possibility is that they just took best player available uh, and that's how the Ravens are. Um, and maybe without, I don't know, maybe I'm stretching a little bit here without Chuck Clark, who often would come up and play that smaller linebacker role. Uh, maybe this help fills it a little bit. Um, but for sure, I definitely think that queen is like, okay, I'm not the future. Pretty clear right? Pretty clear. He sees that writing on the wall. It's, but is it, and maybe is it that Eric didn't want to comment on, on queen until he knew who he was getting in the draft. So maybe he had a few yeah, scenarios. I think all these point. things. Yeah. But, all these but things. Eric's yeah, going to be asked. Be on the table. Eric's going to be asked here in a few minutes. I mean, they, they usually, unless there's another trade, they usually try to get down to the, um, the auditorium. I mean, when I worked there and I was doing the draft, we would all be typing away and hoping that, you know, Eric took at least a minute or Ozzy would take a minute so that we could get stuff up before they come. But sometimes they come quickly. So unless he's got some up his sleeve, they could be coming down pretty quickly. Yep. Yep. But we can't. Jonas Schaefer just tweeted out, um, Simpson had 12 and a half sacks, 22 and a half tackles for loss over three seasons at Clemson, which as Jonas tweets, yeah, that's unreal production for an off ball linebacker. And I'm efforting to get some highlight tape up so that you can take a look at how much of a beast this dude really is. He's built like a box of bricks. Wait, Wait can we do this. that? Because the, the highlights from Zay was. Well, it would, yeah, well, uh, that's a good point. So we got, just to kind of let everybody in, we, we got 
we got flagged for a copyright violation strike last night. Not a strike, but it was like just like a copyright violation from showing Zay Flowers highlights just because freaking ridiculous YouTube, whatever. I mean, this, this is the platform that we're working within. But um, so we had to we had to go through an editing process today to ensure that um, you know our, our, we got through the, the violation, which we did. We're all set. But um, so yeah, we probably should hold off on on throwing up highlights. But I'm sure you guys can go figure out what. What, what he looks like. I mean, I'll, I'll just explain to you what I'm looking at. The guy is, he's again, 12 and a half sacks, 22 and a half tackles for loss as an off ball linebacker over three years at Clemson. So he played big time football. He's, he, he, he's bursting through whether it's off the edge or between tackles. Um, the guy can barely even fit. His shoulders are broad and chiseled. And yeah, this is, I can see why they wouldn't have wanted him hanging yeah. on the board when they were around 86. By the way, I, you can take AB off. My mouse disappeared. And so I clicked to find it and put him back oh, yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, I'm with you, Michael. Get rid of that AB picture. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Michael. That was not on purpose. So here's what I was thinking of trying to do since it wasn't working with your screen share. But you guys let me know if we want to try this. What I could try to do this time is bring up, because um, I really want to hear Eric DaCosta. I could try to bring up and play it th through my microphone from my computer, because um, I want to hear what he says about Patrick. Sure. Should we give that a try once it comes on? Absolutely. Here comes Ryan Mink from BaltimoreRavens.com. Trenton Simpson was a military kid. His father served in the Army. And he spent his childhood moving around to different bases, mostly in Georgia. His father, Timothy, was a command sergeant major in the Army Rangers from 94 to 2021, including 17 overseas tours. So uh, this is a guy who's probably going to come in with extreme discipline, extreme discipline. And um, a lot of a lot of comments are coming in here in the comment section related to Patrick uh, stripping his social media channels this offseason of all things Ravens and what that means or doesn't mean. And you get the sense that going into this press conference, perhaps things could be downplayed. Perhaps they could deny the PQ related questions. But at this point, how can you, how can you actually do that? You just drafted an inside linebacker with what Roquan told us on, on uh, Friday night. I'm, I'm sorry, on Thursday night, last night, was was he, what he feels is the top duo in the entire league. Where's the disconnect here? What's happening? Something's going yeah. down. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm reading people's comments, I can't tell if they're saying they're seeing like news on Twitter or they're just wanting something to happen. So I don't want to ever uh, repeat it. Um, I tell you what, Sarah. Yeah. Try to get your idea going here because Jeff is starting to pair. Um is is starting okay. to to throw out quotes here so that means okay. trenton is meeting yeah. with the media oh here's trenton here he is here i got it that really appeals to you uh makes you so excited and, and did you have a good sense that they could be a team that was interested in you oh yes sir in my heart everybody man, let us know if, this, if you can hear this i can hear it pretty good just let us know in the comment section if you guys can hear that was the place that was best for me um and they they're already, they have a winning program. So I come from Clemson with winning pedigree. So man, I'm just continue, excited to bring my talent and my mindset to the team, man. Uh, this is just a blessing, man. My most is poured out because I've been 
grinding at this football thing since I was six years old. So just to be in the National Football League and uh, have my family there and my mom by my side meant the world to me, definitely. Charles Walker. Yeah, hey, Trent, congratulations. Um, obviously, the Ravens have a history of, of great linebackers and, uh, and two, two really good ones right now in Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen. What do you, what do you think about uh, possibly fitting in with those guys? Oh, man, I'm excited, man. Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, I watched those guys highlight. Like, I just, I love the way they play. They play like me. They play fast, physical football, and they hit anything that's moving. And um, that's my mindset. So I'm excited to come in the linebacker room and uh, bring my talents, um, come in there willing to learn from the vets and uh, continue to just have a great career and um, be a Raven. Kevin Richardson. Hey, Trenton, welcome to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, going through the draft process, what is some of the criticism from some of the draft experts uh, have talked about your game that they may have been wrong about? Um, I say um, just just not knowing what, what scheme I can fit in. I can fit in any scheme. I'm the most versatile linebacker in this draft, and I'm forever going to believe that. And um, we gonna see in this this in this career of transception, y'all gonna y'all not gonna regret this pick. And um, I'm gonna maximize every opportunity, man. And transception gonna go down as one of the greats for a Baltimore Ravens. Believe that. Jeff Sarebeck, do you have a a sense of where you were gonna get picked? Uh, were you on the board longer than you expected? And what was sort of it like when when you got that call? Um, I was definitely on the board longer than way longer than I expected, but um. It was always God's time, and, and I and I believe in God with all my heart. And um, this was the place He wanted me at, and the pick He wanted me to go at. So um, I'm just blessed, man. This this is a dream come true. Um, I'm just blessed, and I'm excited. It was definitely longer, but this is well worth the wait. To be a Baltimore Raven going there with the guys you have, the guys already have in the locker room, and to add me and my mindset, we're gonna be great. We're gonna we're gonna win some championships, definitely. <laughs> all right, we're adding. Okay, Cliff Brown. Yeah, congratulations, man. Um, you had 12 sacks uh, in your college career and really got after the quarterback. Do you feel like that's something you can bring to the Ravens? And why do you think you were so uh, adept at being able to, to cause a pass rush? Uh, yes, sir. I definitely feel like I can bring that to the Ravens. Um, I just say God's blessed me with a lot of speed and ability. Um, and just with my technique and my hard work and uh, just trusting my coaches and practicing hard. Um, I definitely feel like I can bring that to the Ravens. Um, I feel like I'm going to be a great asset to the team on first, second, and third down. So I'm excited to see how they're going to use me. Uh, we got a lot of talent, and I'm ready to work. We'll go to Kyle Barber. Congratulations. Uh, who, were there any linebackers that you were looking up to growing up, and who do you model your game after? Man, definitely Roquan Smith. Now, I grew up, I'm from Columbus, Georgia. Um, and just seeing him at Georgia, he won the Bucks Award, man. Like, it's it's going to be a pleasure playing with him. And I know I'm going to be able to take a lot from him. And uh, his mindset, he's a dog. He he plays hard. He plays the right way. Um, and it's the reason it's the reason why he's the highest paid linebacker in the NFL right now. So, man, I'm just blessed to be in a room with a guy like that. So, Because I know I'm going to pick up. I'm willing to listen. And I'm going to put the work in. And whatever he do, whatever workouts he's doing, I'm willing to come and join. I'm ready to work. And just wondering, your background as a military kid. Uh, kind of bounced around a little bit with your dad being in the military. How how did that shape you as a person? Uh, I feel like it, it, that's where I get my adaptability from, and, and just being able to adapt to anything. Um, I've learned so much from my family, and uh, just being a military kid, just understanding sacrifice and just working hard. So I'm blessed, man. My family has instilled everything in me to be a great young man, discipline, great character, and uh, and God put a lot of talent in my body at this football thing. So man, I'm excited. I'm blessed. 
and to be a Raven, man, it's, this is this truly a blessing. And I promise you, we're gonna have a great career here. Yes, sir. All right. Well, very good, Trenton. Very much so. Appreciate your time. Thank you, and congratulations again. We look forward to meeting you in person soon. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me. Y'all have a good one. All right. All right. So great work there, Sarah. And thank you to obviously Ravens Productions um, for for the, the audio courtesy of there. I know it wasn't synced up with with what I did with my screen share on, on StreamYard, but I wanted you to get a feel for what he looks like and and, and whatnot. And uh, I just had a few more texts to share as well from Clemson football's director of recruiting strategy, who who spent the last several years uh, with Trenton again, Trenton Simpson out of Clemson, three really productive years uh, down there at Clemson. People are going to love the guy. He's about his business worked like a pro since the second he stepped onto campus. He has a natural fear for the game that you cannot coach. Things come really easy to him. I think his best ball is ahead of him too. Once he settles into a role, sky's the limit. We used him in different ways. Each season he was here, he's going to help out the Ravens a lot. Again, that's from the director of recruiting strategy uh, for Clemson football. So uh, let's pick apart what we just listened to, which obviously I, if we were both smiling ear to ear, the guy's like uh, looking at Roquan as if he's an icon, which, hey, for for linebackers in the NFL, he is because he's the highest paid and he's one of the best in the entire game. And clearly Trenton's a big fan of his new teammate. That was awesome when they were like, who do you model your game after? And here we just had this discussion of scouts comparing him to Patrick Queen, but he's like Roquan Smith, <laughs> you know, like. I want to be Roquan and who doesn't want to be Roquan if you're an inside linebacker Roquan just earned just last season after switching to a brand new defense the Butkus award and he had already won it in college so you know how do you not look up to him and he's like you know it's a reason that he's the highest paid linebacker so that was that was a fun little moment and he also had like um some Lamar like lines Bobby where he's like you better believe this we're we're coming we're coming for the Super see. Bowl believe it we going to see. Yeah, we're going to see. <laughs> yeah. So, and the way your uh, your buddy down down at Clemson described him about being about his business. Yeah, that's that's Roquan too, right? That's totally like we just us being with Roquan yesterday. I was actually telling my husband because he couldn't watch last night. Uh, he because I was telling him about Roquan, and I thought it was funny that you asked him. You're like, do you ever take your hair down? Like, do you ever like let loose? And like do fun things. And he's like, oh yeah. And he's like, I like to watch documentaries. <laughs> and I like, you know, and I'm like, that's I don't think that's what Bobby meant. <laughs> you know, so there were other so things fun. he liked to do too. But it was hilarious to me that, you know, documentaries was one of his things. But yeah, this kid, this kid comes across that way too. Just like just like Roquan. Roquan would have big bold statements to us. Like yesterday, he's like, as soon as we got Lamar signed, Super Bowl, we're loaded. Let's go. I'm not afraid of these other AFC quarterbacks. I don't care that we're loaded. Bring it. Same thing here, this kid, Super Bowl, bring it. I can bring everything. I just want it. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. personality wise, again, I don't, I haven't watched in any tape. Let's be honest, any tape on of them. Um, but personality wise, yeah, I can see how there's a Roquan connection there. Kevin Ostriker from Lockdown Ravens just tweeting out. He's uh, monitor. Apparently it's monitoring Patrick Queen's Twitter likes hour because uh, Kevin has done exactly that. And Patrick's latest like again, Patrick Queen, who just tweeted out within the last few minutes since this pick went final uh, sheesh. That's it. Just the word sheesh. And now his latest Twitter like 
is a meme of Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the TV and in big white lettering, it says Texan as if to say you a Texan <laughs> and PQ liked it. I know that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but clearly, clearly something's building here. I think, can we all agree here? Like some, something is building with Patrick Queen and his future with this organization based on this pick, based on his actions, based on his perceived surprised state right now. Uh, I, we're, we're certainly assuming that we're, we're trying to interpret sheesh here. There's a lot of different interpretations that are out there, uh, including one that, that could be fired up about this, but I don't lean in that direction. Uh, so to your question of is, can we all agree here that something's happening? So I don't think it's crazy. I also, as you know, like to keep calm and like not try to read too much. And until we have all the facts, um, you know, I don't like to go, go too far, but, but I also don't think that you're, you're, you know, reaching to be like, something's going on here. So I just want to remain calm and just see if this was best player and Eric says that, and we've got plans for Queen this year. And if he doesn't say that, then I will be a little bit, because what's the point of like jumping into that when Eric's going to be speaking here, hopefully within a few minutes. Um, Absolutely. And we'll, we'll try to do the exact same thing we just did to get you an instant yeah. reaction to this, because it's going to be one of the top questions right off the jump. There's no question Absolutely. about it. Um He's been asked about it, not only throughout the the pre-draft process, but all off season long, knowing that the May 1st deadline has always been there for PQ's fifth year option and every, every opportunity he's had, again, he's politely declined to answer anything related to potentially picking up PQ's fifth option. And of course, everything was heightened after the Roquan extension. So that's where we stand right now. Trenton Simpson is off the board an inside linebacker. Who's built like a freight train out of Clemson, really productive few years there, both in the sack category and the tackles for loss category. Um, and, and, and everything you're reading online <laughs> the, the, from a comp standpoint, right. is Patrick queen is Patrick queen. You can't, yeah. this is like, this is some theater here tonight on day two, which we did not expect. Well, I need you to help me understand the Texan Leonardo thing here. What help interpret that for me? Well, uh, to my quick interpretation, seeing it just in passing, is that a fan is tweeting at PQ, quote tweeting the sheesh uh -huh. with a Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, so the meme. fan is looking at him saying, "You should be a Texan." You're a Texan. And, and what's interesting oh. about that, and again, it could just be, could just be smoke. He and Stingley Jr. Boys, Derek Stingley Jr., former tops, top two pick, if I'm not mistaken, a year or two ago. Um, remember, they were flirting with each other back and forth at the start of free agency, maybe, or maybe it was even earlier on. Somebody's got to help me with the, oh, yeah. with the tweet, the, 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 the timestamp of that. I don't know if it was in March or maybe uh, in February, but, but clearly those two were going back and forth, having the flirtatious eye emoji thing, leading some people to believe that PQ could be Houston bound. But again, that, that was literally all it was. Uh, now that you say that, I'm starting to remember it, it is ringing a bell. Uh, of that. Now, Matthew on the other side, Matthew Christina 
writes in here along your lines of saying, let's just pump the brakes here and wait for EDC yeah. to meet with the media. Yeah. He was the 45th rated player in the draft. Still at pick 86. We have no depth behind PQ and Smith, which is actually not accurate. Josh Ross, I would consider him very good depth. I know the jury could still potentially be out on him because he, he lit it up in the preseason and then he got hurt and preseason preseason, but I think they really like him. They're high on him. Uh, but, but, but Matthew, it's, it's a, it's a great point to bring up. Um, and, and certainly, you know, yeah, we can relax a little bit. Um, but maybe I'm starting to get excited because, because I've, I've sort of felt like this has been built, not excited in the sense I like, I, I love PQ. I, I wish the best for him, you know, and I know it's been difficult to, to fill the shoes of, of a legend right at his, at his position. Uh, and, and he's been heavily, I want to say this again, he has been heavily scrutinized, Sarah, some of which has been warranted. And this is mostly by local media here in town and the fan base, right? Some of it's been warranted. Others of it hasn't been. And, um, and I think he reads and sees and consumes yeah. all of it. He is online a lot. And if you're yeah. somebody that watches his Twitter, if, if you see the way that he handles himself online, I get the sense he's one of those guys that doesn't block this noise out. I don't know if it affects him, but he sees all of it because he's consuming it as a social media user. Yes, he definitely does. And he's one that it's like really all players though. I mean, uh, even, even us, like I'll even try not to read too many comments. I like to do a little bit just to be interactive and whatnot, but, um, but it's gotta be a million times tougher on, on these guys. Um, somebody had a question here and then I want to make one other point. Uh, somebody had asked how much queen is being paid. So for this season, it's under, it's a $3.8 million cap hit. <clears throat> so this is not like a, uh, this is not a large cap hit yeah. at all. Yeah. The option in front for, of you, I think it's like 11 or 12. Yeah. The option, which I do not anticipate the Ravens using on him is 12.7. That would be the fifth year option, which would be in 2024. Um, yeah, there's no way. There's so no I will, way. I will, I will say this. I don't know whether or not Patrick Queen requested a trade, but what I will say is that now there's some surplus. Um, I don't know how good Simpson is. I don't know that he's going to be ready day one. So this is third round. How many times do you like nail a third round pick, even though it feels like an earlier pick for us because it's only the Ravens second pick. This is a third rounder. Now you're going to hear rookies all day on draft night. Like they're becoming hall of famers. They're winning the super bowl, all that kind of stuff. And so uh, we need to see how he translates. So, so is it, can he just start day one? Cause not all three round third rounders can. So again, sure. It, it might be best player available, but it also may mean that it's like they've got depth so that Simpson can learn for a year. And if they don't do a um, fifth round option, then Simpson's going to be ready, you know, year two to step right in. As we continue to kind of dig into a little bit more on, on Simpson as a player, Jonas Schaefer is doing exactly that on Twitter. And, uh, and, and he wrote that, that Trenton's played a lot of snaps as a slot overhang defender for uh, Clemson and said that he fits every scheme. Um, he hasn't been, he, he wasn't great in coverage last year. And he said that his strongest position is playing in the box. 
unlikely that he replaces Kyle Hamilton as that nickelback. But here are some of the snaps by alignment just to show some of his versatility. And again, this this is uh, this is on top of what over three years, 12 and a half sacks, 22 and a half tackles for loss. So he is active. And yeah, he, he's a he's a big, you know, so, sort of a, a lumbery kind of guy that that is also nimble. What did I say? Four, four, three, 40. So yeah. he's got some speed. Yeah, no, he definitely has some speed. That's what I'm learning about here, and that he's got a lot of range. Uh, I, I just keep coming back to to uh, Patrick Queen. Queen had a lot of range and could go sideline from sideline. I mean, he had some speed too. So uh, again, whether it's uh, here's what I'm confident in saying at this point, prior to talk, listening to Eric DaCosta, whether it's this year or in 2024, this is the replacement for Patrick Queen going forward. What we need to find out if that's happening in 2023 or in 2024. And now, it, at the very least, Eric DaCosta should be comfortable in saying, we're not going to pick up his fifth-year option. Yes. Yes. And uh, we're saying it looks like the Harbaugh, DaCosta, Hortiz trio of uh, day two press conference recap is 12 minutes out, 12 minutes and counting out courtesy of, um, that's a, or I should say, according to their YouTube channel, Ravens channel. So what we'll do again, we'll continue to break this thing down and hopefully in about 10 minutes or so, uh, they're going to meet with the media and we can get some of these questions answered. Um, so looking at it, the Ravens YouTube page has the scheduled uh, press conference starting in 12 minutes at 11.15. Sometimes they'll come in a little bit earlier. Um, but for now, they have it scheduled for just under 12 minutes away. Um, I want to look at the board to see who was taken. I haven't really looked at the board since. Um, San Francisco's on the clock at 99 right now. And, uh, oh, wow, 49ers are moving on from Robbie Gould. They're going with uh, Michigan kicker Jake Moody at number 99. Gould's been around a long time. Robbie Gould way, started in um, the, in Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jerry most Rosberg. Do. Most great kickers do. <laughs> um, by the way, it was great to see. To... Sorry to interrupt. It was just great to see Justin Tucker out supporting the Orioles the other day with his son, Easton. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was that was really nice. But uh yeah, the Ravens could be renamed, you know, Kicker University or whatever. Yeah, I remember Gould. I remember he was at a training camp once. He was the most upbeat, kind of like Justin Tucker, not as quirky as, as Justin, but just an upbeat, outgoing personality, always smiling, always happy. Uh, so it was cool to see him catch on in the league, but uh, I guess no longer in, in San Francisco. He's been around for a minute, though. Okay, so we've talked a lot about inside linebacker. How do we feel about you still feel fine? You still feel fine not getting a corner yet. I know that you've been cool with that. I here's my thing is I feel like if the Ravens wait till the fourth round, which now they will at the very least, if you know, and maybe later, unless there's a trade or something going on with with uh Queen or whatever. But if they wait till the fourth round, the Ravens have two fourth rounders from last year who are developing. And so I just didn't, I didn't want to like just add a third, fourth rounder and then, you know, see what could, they already have that. So unless, again, we've talked about the depth of this draft, maybe this year's fourth rounders are different from last year's fourth rounders. Um, 
but we didn't see much. Why is their their names escaping me right now? Um, well, well, I think leaving Ringo, leaving Keely Ringo uh, on the board at 86 there to go for an inside linebacker was was definitely something that I would like to ask you know Eric right now, and I yep. know he will be asked about that. He will be asked. Uh, maybe not you know, maybe not directly, but he's going to be asked about this decision. And, um, you, you just got to wonder, I mean, beat gamer 99 saying there's going to be corners in, in round four. And and maybe that ends up being the case. And yes, there are veterans available, including Rockus in and Marcus Peters. We know that Marcus has been extremely outspoken over the last year or so, essentially confronting his football immortality in that piece, right? Like being very uh, transparent and open about some of the, the, the darkness that he worked through coming back from that torn ACL his the most significant setback that he's had throughout his football career. And he's also sung the praise, sang the praises of Baltimore since coming here. And he thinks that this is home. So could there potentially be a scenario at some point that Marcus is back in the picture and they go a late round type of guy on day three to compete with him or even learn from underneath him and, and, and potentially be that future guy. I don't know. Do you also bring in Rocky sin and, and go between him and Marcus Peters? There's a lot of different options on the table. Brandon Stevens is still on this team as well. We should note. And um, you know, that the jury is still out obviously on um, remind me the, uh, the Alabama cornerback that was yeah, uh, so Jalen Davis. Jalen so, Armour Davis and um, Demarion Williams. Demarion, I think, was our – he was like an early guest on our show. Yeah, Pepe. Yeah, we 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 got him early when we first started our show, and he was he was fantastic to talk to. Uh, so those are the two – I believe they were both fourth-rounders last year. Um, and to your point – okay, and then obviously right before the draft, not that I'm just pointing out all the, the, uh, the depth. Uh, right before the draft, they had re-signed Kevon Seymour – and then the there's Trayvon Mullen, who they fully basically fully guaranteed that whole quarterback that or that contract, and that is Lamar Jackson's cousin. Um, so, and as you pointed out, there's Brennan Stevens. So, listen, if if the Ravens end up adding another fourth rounder, which is or later, which um, obviously isn't the end of the world, but if that is the scenario, and as we know that we need depth. I would be a proponent of signing both Rocky Sin and Marcus Peters. Like to me, if they were going to get either, if it was like a first rounder or a first rounder, or maybe a third rounder with, with great depth and maybe they could have gotten, gotten away with not bringing both of them back. But if you're going to get a guy that's fourth rounder or, or beyond, you just can't bank on that. So I would want to bring back both. The other question is, oh, why? Why is his name? Who who got hurt basically the first the first game versus the Jets, and we just signed Kyle him from Fuller. the Broncos. Yeah, what's he? What's his? Is he? I guess he's just a free agent, right? Al Fuller, I believe, is still on the yeah, still unsigned and available on the open market. And unfortunately, you're right. He was one of the, the the many players who fell victim to the MetLife Stadium turf. And I should say that I read an article recently, finally, and I grew up going to the stadium, so it's near and dear to my heart. Um, they finally went like, I think it was like artificial grass or something along those lines so that uh, w whatever you know, enhancement they made there is, is scientifically better or the st statistically better uh, to run on. And 
gosh, I mean, the amount of people that had non-contact injuries at MetLife Stadium playing on that turf, you had to change something. And they finally did this offseason. So that's good for Kyle Fuller. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm trying to remember who else. There was another Raven that, um, because remember, they played there twice. They played against the Jets and the Giants in, a, in just a span of like a month, under a month, if I'm not mistaken. And somebody went down in the Giants game and it's his, I'm just, I'm, I'm forgetting if any of you remember who that was. Um, anyway, it's, it's not, it's not a huge deal. What I want to do though quickly is uh, cause we're going to have this press conference coming up shortly. What I want to do before I bring up Cole Jackson's tweet, which I think is just a phenomenal comparison that we can get into is thank a couple of our newest patrons who are supporting us and the channel through Patreon. If you're interested in doing the same, uh, you can go check out what we're offering by visiting patreon.com forward slash Ravens vault podcast. But we want to shout out Brian Spar. We want to shout out Allie Mills. We want to shout out Steven Isbister and uh, Spy Funk and also Trevor Smith for uh, supporting and believing in what we're building here in Baltimore. If you're a small business owner and you're interested in getting what you do, um, you know, from a messaging standpoint out to a Ravens related audience on a monthly basis, you can check out what we're offering at our small business level title sponsor deal on a monthly basis, just $49.99 to sponsor an entire episode of the month. Uh, I'm sorry, an entire episode of the vault on a monthly basis, one per month. So just wanted to throw that out there really quickly. And again, shout out to, uh, to some of our loyal patrons. Here's Cole's tweet, Sarah. I think this is interesting. Patrick queen is a better pl overall player, but this situation feels kind of similar to Kyle Hamilton and Chuck Clark. I think Hamilton's selection put the writing on the wall for Clark to Clark's credit though. He went about his business until he was traded. It seems similar for sure. What do you think? Yeah, that's exactly what I just said, that it was like when I when I said, because we were we were talking about scenarios when it first happened. And I said, you know what? Here's what I'm Did comfortable say with saying. Did you say that? Did I'm you already make that comparison it. tonight? Well, no, I did not. No, 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 I did not. I didn't. No, 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 no. I did not. I did not make the comparison of, of Kyle Hamilton and Chuck Clark. And for those okay. listening after the show, um, Bobby and I often, because we're both, especially Bobby, Bobby's producing and trying to like, listen to me while reading your comments, while looking at patrons, while looking at tweets, and I'm kind of doing the same thing. And one day we'll get a producer who can help, who can help do that. And we can, uh, so every once in a while, we'll, we will miss something that the other one said, but no, I did not make the comparison of, of Kyle and Chuck. But what I did say um, is that I said, here's what I'm comfortable saying right now before we hear from from Eric DaCosta. And that's that Trenton Simpson is has been drafted to ultimately replace um, Patrick Queen, but whether that's in 2023 or 2024, that's what we need to find out. And so that's why I said, I'm not ready to go down the trade route yet, although it's not crazy to think that way. But to me, it's kind of like, well, it could have just been best player available and he will become the replacement, but I'm not, but just like with Chuck, it took a year for that to happen. And so maybe in this case, you kind of like give him a little taste of things again. And by the way, Kyle Hamilton was a first rounder. We're talking about a third rounder. And so who knows, he could blow up um, and be ready for the job or it, it may take him a year. So, so this could very well be a plan to replace queen, but not for another year. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Can we just acknowledge, though, that um, I, I think there's a tremendous difference in overall personality between Chuck and Patrick, you know, like... I get the sense that Patrick and is, is a much more emotional, uh, wear it on his sleeve kind of guy. Whereas Chuck is no doubt he had his emotions behind the scenes. Right. And he was open about that at the start of training camp. Remember that press conference last year, he made it clear. He made it clear that he wanted out, but ultimately when it couldn't get done, remember Eric, Eric tried to see what the market would give him a year ago and there was nothing there. So what did Chuck do? He may have pouted behind the scenes, but when he showed up to camp, when he showed up to Owings mills, it was all business and he refused to lose his job. I hope that Patrick proves me wrong. I think they have completely different personalities and I get the sense that Patrick is hypersensitive, a little emotional. And I'm just basing that off of, what I've seen on social media, not necessarily his actions in person. So I want to be fair to him, but that's just me reading some of, of what I've seen from a body language standpoint, overall demeanor on social media. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. And I'm going to come back with if, if he were upset and let's say this, let's go to, so let's say that this is a, and thank you, Kyle, we appreciate you. Um, Let's say that, this is just best player available, same as last year with Kyle Hamilton. And yes, that bothered Chuck Clark. And yes, it could bother uh, Patrick Queen. 
But again, I'm going to come, I would, I would say back to Patrick Queen, if I were Eric DeCosta or John Harbaugh, you're still the starter. And, and it's exactly what I've been saying to you. There's going to be no better place. We just re-signed Lamar Jackson. You've got Roquan Smith to be your, your, your duo. You're going to be putting on a show for 31 other teams. And if you ball out with this stacked roster, whether we go deep into the playoffs or all the way to the Super Bowl, it's going to happen. Is Sarah, it started? You, sorry to interrupt, but they're, yeah, they're on. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Thank you for the heads up there. Gamer 99 You were the first to let us know. And thanks to those who pointed out that it was Jawan James in that Giants game. Four down linebacker, eventually, uh, tremendous potential and upside, and uh, he's he's a great kid. John, how do you? Because it seems like he's played a lot of snaps inside linebacker, even some at corner. Where do you project? Well, his best point kind of thing. He's versatile. He's a run and hit linebacker. Uh, Joe talked about that just a few minutes ago. Uh, He can play really. Across the board, you know, he can play from the slot all the way back across to the will, and he can play on the edge of the line. So that's kind of nice. He's fast. He's a kind of straight line, cover ground type kind of guy. He can he can actually rush. I think when we blitz, he'll help us. And then special teams, you know, he's going to definitely be a part of that. He already started talking about that on the phone. Uh, he's going to be on all special teams stuff. So uh, it's always good, great to have speed and kind of that, uh, you know, he's a missile. You know, they add that kind of mindset to our defense and our special teams is a big plus. What you mean by wipe, you were wiped out? Were you guys in third round grades on other than since we're pretty much all gone? Is that well? I mean, you, you have players in every round that you, you know, aspire to take. You know, you look at you look up there and be man, that would be a great pick. That would be a great pick. And at one point, early part of the third round, we probably had seven or eight names. And by the end, we had one. That's, you know, so you have to, you know, you pick the best player. That's what we do. Um, uh, interesting, you know, it's interesting just as an aside, you know, thinking about looking at the receiver position, starting that round, there were a lot of really good receivers available. And, you know, at one point this, you know, this process fall, I'm thinking maybe we would have a chance to draft a, a wideout in the third round. And it just got annihilated in the span of about 10 picks. And so uh, we're very thankful um, that we got Zay. Eric, you know, drafting uh, Simpson, does that have any impact on uh, Eric's future? Yeah, so that's something, as I said yesterday, um, we'll address at some point. We love Patrick. I love Patrick. Patrick is, in my mind, uh, one of the better world linebackers in the league. He's smart. He works his butt off. He's got a bright future. I think he's a pro bowl linebacker uh, in the making. And so, uh, you know, uh, in Trenton, we get a guy that was – Honestly, I mean, the very best player available at the time. That's our philosophy. That's how we build our team. Uh, the fact that he's an outstanding special teams player factored in because that's, you know, that, that, that transcends positional defensive football. That guy's going to be on the field for us, helping us win games. And that's a huge thing for us. We love his mentality. We love his background, his family. And it was an easy pick for us to make. Just to be clear, uh, with the ideal for Patrick, is it? Well, I think deadline is what the first 4 p.m. It's probably when we'll make it, I would say, by then. Oh, uh, when, when, what kind of stood out when you were watching film and throughout the whole scouting process? Yeah, you know, it's been mentioned twice the versatility. He came in as a really an outside backer, nickel type player for them. 
you mentioned that Jamison Larry is playing some corner even. Um, so the, the athleticism, the speed, when you put the film on, the, you watch him go from sideline to sideline. He can close ground very quickly in pursuit. Um, he's very active on film. And then, you, like Eric mentioned, his character is, is off the charts. There at Clemson, they rave about him. Uh, you know, we get a lot of information from them about their players, and and he comes from a great program and and a great place, and and so it just put everything together. It's just, it just feels like a good pick. Eric and Joe, we've talked to you guys a lot about the cornerback. Um, is is that a position where there's still going to be good value when you guys are picking in the fourth and fifth round? I think so. Yeah, and all we look at the board now. Yeah, of course. You've got to be, you know, there's always an element of luck involved and teams taking other players. But as we look up there in this coming round, you know, we see some guys that we would consider taking in the fourth round for sure, definitely. Um, and I'll tell you, that's an important position. There's no team in the league. Well, probably there are other teams. But yeah, as you guys all know, you've seen us. Like, we realize the value of that position. And, uh, and we'll continue to address that via the draft, via other means. Um, you know, there's a lot of opportunities out there for us to get better at that position and uh the draft is certainly part of that and i think we we have a board where we see players that we would take in the fourth fifth and sixth round definitely were you at all tempted to trade up did you attempt it at any point um and it was just too rich or you just knew the draft capital you had that was probably a good like yeah i mean you know in another year, Jeff, we probably might have traded. You know, had we had 12 picks, I could see maybe us trying to trade up potentially. This year, hamstrung by the, the picks that we have, uh, it was probably prohibitive. Uh, you know, our trade was, as I said, Roquan. That was our trade up this year, basically. We gave up a two and a five for an all-pro all linebacker. That was our trade. And, and you know, we kind of went into the process knowing that. Uh, we did consider uh, trading back in the round. We fielded a couple calls. The value wasn't there for us uh, to do that, and so uh, we decided to pick. Uh, in that three, uh, you know, round two video you guys put up on the social media, you said that you guys plan to have five players in the next 24 hours. At that point, you, you only have four picks. Was that just a plugging of the words, or do you expect to add a video? Did you see the video? You never know. <laughs> you never know. You never know. John, uh, there's a lot of talk about uh, Simpson as a personal linebacker. Do you envision him competing more or playing primarily inside or outside or Yeah, I think it start, he'll be an inside backer. They probably could go out to the edge. We do move those guys out there quite a bit. You know, we'll kick, we'll kick our, our you know, in our, in our even front package, nickel package. We'll kick or weak side end down to a three technique and bring the will linebacker up on the last scrimmage. You do that a lot with Malik. So those guys are versatile doing that. Patrick does that a lot. So he'll be involved in all those type of things. In that same vein, just how valuable is this, you know, kind of the positionless defense and being able to match up against tight ends with linebackers like that? Like, just how much versatility does that give you and Mike? Yeah, I mean, as Mike talks about it all the time. And really when we draw our defenses up, a lot of times we put – we do do X's, you know, a lot of times we do do numbers, you know, we'll talk about, we number our coverages, you know, in terms of not just man coverage, but also zone coverage. So sometimes it's, it's even defensive tackles dropping out into coverage or it's guys blitzing in certain gaps. It can really be anybody that does it. We try to build the defense in that way we have since 2018. That's kind of, that's how we, when we reorganize the whole defense. So 
the idea is for guys to be all around. So you say, where do they play? Well, really, they all play everywhere most of the time. I don't really think he's going to play corner, though, Joe. No, uh, that's no, a, you know, it's not part of the plan, but, you know, <laughs> um, that's how we really want all the guys to be able to play that way. Did you, how do you guys call Patrick, or at this point, that you guys are doing something that would be something you could you do in the coming days, or you don't think it's necessary, period? I mean, Call Patrick. Call Patrick Queen. Oh, yeah. I mean, we talked to him. I, enjoy, I think Zach's already talked to him. We, I talked to Patrick yesterday or the day before. Patrick's good. I mean, I'm, I, I, he'll be more good players we can have on our team, and the more our guys should be happy. So this guy, you know, when this guy comes in, all of our players, our linebackers are going to love him. I know Roquan's already talked to him. I'd be surprised if Patrick hasn't talked to him yet. Now, that's on Patrick, but uh, he's, he's going to be great in our room. He's going to be great for our team. Uh, Patrick's going to love him, you know, as well. Uh, Robon was the linebacker that he looked up to, and he's, he's a Georgia guy. Um, was that something he talked to you guys about at all when he met with you? Did he speak to us about yeah, looking up to Roquan? Roquan is a role model? No, I, to us, to me personally, no. But, you know, he's definitely a proud Georgia player, you know, and, and most of those guys are. So um, not surprising that he mentions that to all you guys. Eric, I know you may not know this for sure until you're on the clock or the phone rings, but would you still like to get more picks here? Um, do you like what could be on the board tomorrow and feel like you need more picks to kind of take full advantage of that? Well, we, you know, we just we look at the board, but yeah, we can always get more picks. I mean, getting picks, I got to say, like, it's it's not that hard to get picks, you know, I mean, but you got to have players to pick too, you know, and so you have to look at the board, figure out, like, you know, all the analytics guys upstairs do a great job of figuring out, you know, the range of players that we're going to be picking from. And, uh, I mean, even, you know, today, Ozzy said, well, you know, who should I look at? And we had a range of players and, you know, honestly, Trenton fell smack dab in the middle of a 10 player range of players based off of, you know, 25 years of draft history. We had a certain spot, but you can, so you have to have a good, you know, you have to see the players that you might look at that you like. For us, we're trying to get players typically that are in our top 125 on our board. And so if we trade back and we don't feel like we're going to be able to get those kind of players, it's probably not worthwhile doing it. But, you know, you can always trade back. Teams are always calling, especially as you get into the third day of the draft because other teams covet, you know, they want to move up. Teams always want to move up. You know, it's that bias, you know, that consensus bias, and they want to move up and take and get those players. And so they want to do it. But you got you to have players. And as we've said, you know, we think our roster is pretty good, Jeff. It's going to be hard for guys to make the team. You know, uh, we've had a lot of draft picks in the last three, four years. And so, you know, we, we went into this year really not thinking that we wanted 10 picks. For, uh, for Joe or Eric, did you guys see um, more value uh, at outside cornerback or slot cornerback with guys that are still out there uh, for, for day three picks? Yeah, I'd, I'd say there's a combination of both on the board right now first. Um, you know, again, we mention versatility all the time, and we can project players inside that may not play outside or that may not play inside in college, but their movement skills, their toughness, their instincts. So there's some guys on the board that may not have the experience playing inside that we feel they can move inside. Good. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks so much. You guys know that you're first.
Well, that was fascinating on a number of levels. And um, again, thanks to to Ravens Productions for uh, the the audio courtesy there. I know it wasn't synced up, but we just wanted again to, to give you an idea of what you were you were watching. Uh, main takeaway, I guess, Sarah was was you you were kind of spot on in terms of at least for what they're gonna from a messaging standpoint where they're gonna go right now, right? Saying that they love Patrick, embracing him. He's not gonna touch the fifth year option conversation right now ahead of the May 1st deadline. And matter of fact, he's he went as far as to say he's gonna go right up into the deadline on May 1st at 4 p.m. So I don't know what that might might mean to this, but uh, uh, and then obviously another big takeaway is, is the picks, right? Uh, yeah, they don't need 10 this year, but they're likely gonna be. Jonas is hilarious. He's like, did you mean to say five? And Eric was like, he's did I say that? You know, like, did they already have something in the works for tomorrow? You know, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, so, yeah. So big takeaways for me is that Eric DeCosta was asked straight up. Does this signing affect Patrick Queen? And that is when he gave his quote of we love Patrick. I love Patrick. Patrick, to me, is the best will linebacker in the league. He's a linebacker in the making. And then he's reiterated, which he did at least twice, maybe more, saying it was best pick available. So that confirmed what we were saying. Maybe this is a best pick available situation. And that's what Eric DaCosta said. This is not um, – well, never mind. I won't say that. Okay. The second thing is um, – because I just saw some questions. People had said that they had seen – that Simpson has also been listed as an outside linebacker. I mean, these draft websites, everything, they list him. It's clear that he's been brought here as an inside linebacker. Harbaugh made that clear, although said we are a versatile defense, though, and they like to be positionless, if you will, and will sometimes send the guys out to the end. But he's an inside linebacker. His comp is like Patrick Queen. He literally said that Roquan Smith is who he models his game after. He's primarily an inside linebacker. So – just wanted to get that out there. I say this a million times, deadline spur actions. Ozzie Newsom was the same way. He will not make announcements until an announcement has to be made. And he did that again when he was on that Cleveland show. Remember, Bobby, when Ozzie went to that Cleveland show and they were asking about Lamar? And he said, we'll make the decision when the, you know, the tag deadline comes. That's just the way they are. So that deadline is Tuesday. And my guess is, is there will be some sort of statement on that on Tuesday. Um, now I'm leaving this for last John Harbaugh. <laughs> so they asked, have you talked to Patrick queen? Jeff asked it. This isn't a, this is not the same as a Ravens had Joe Flacco and then they drafted Lamar Jackson and need, and they need to go talk to Joe. This is not the quarterback position. Number one. And number two, this is not a first round pick. This is a third round pick. He was like, oh, yeah, I've talked to Queen. I talked to him the other day and talked about, you know, the linebackers coach talking to him. And then he said, Patrick should be happy. The more good players we get, the better we are. Patrick should be happy. So that tells me, Bobby, that's the biggest clue to me that this is not, there's not like some sort of trade in the works. Could he still be traded? Maybe if things happen and maybe if Queen really is upset and demands one. But at this point... When he says Queen should be happy, that's the head coach trying to put together a culture where we're all in this together and everybody competes. 
Nobody gets anything handed to them. Everybody competes. Harbaugh loves to compete. So in Harbaugh's mind, Patrick's got to get his mind right with his teammates, right? So that doesn't scream to me that the Ravens have a trade in the works. And it, and I 1,000% agree. Like, listen, this is not you're, – you're not Aaron Rodgers. You're not like – Okay, yes, you are a Pro Bowl in the making. The, the, the Ravens are towing the exact correct line in my view, which is um, we believe in you. We love you. We still compete. And we bring people in, and you should never feel afraid of that, okay? This was not a first-rounder. So if this does bother Patrick, I agree with Harbaugh. Let's go. Let's do, do Chuck Clark. Let's go. And this wasn't a number eight pick. This is number 86. If number 86 gets to you and we're telling you we love you, like that's on you, Patrick, you know, and, and I don't want to read into Patrick. Maybe he's not upset. Who knows what he meant by sheesh. But um, but yeah, it's like come in here and you have the world at your fingertips with this roster. You just signed Lamar Jackson. You got OBJ. You just got Zay Flowers. An 86 pick that should not bother you. You got Roquan right next to you. We believe you're a pro bowler. We love you. Let's just come in here and let's go. Well said. It's well said. It better not bother him. Right? It better not bother him. But I think there's a couple cues that that, that you're picking up on. I mean, I, I I love the angle of of the team building aspect and the compet and the competition and, and the message that Harbaugh had for PQ there about how he should be fired up. Uh, but I also thought that there was a sense of I don't know. Like, are they on the same page? Was, was he ever specifically asked about the tweet? Did any reporter bring up the tweet itself throughout that? I, I don't thought so. I heard, I thought I heard somebody say sheesh, but I don't think Harbaugh heard it. Cause it was oh, really? kind of intermingled. Yeah. And may, I need to go back and listen, but like there was a point there where, um, where Jeff was asking about, did you call Patrick? And then Harbaugh said something back and then somebody else said, sheesh. There was like a few people kind of talking at the same time with the reporters and Harbaugh never directly, which that would have been, I mean, it is the second time that Harbaugh may not be aware of a tweet in the last like month uh, when, when Lamar, you know, asked for the trade as he's sitting down. But, but uh, yeah, I don't think Harbaugh addressed it, but I did think I, but it, it wasn't like a clear, question it wasn't like a clear question then Harbaugh had to answer it was kind of in the the mix of of a few people talking uh, Michael chiming in on YouTube too the, the the Harbaugh quote there that's on Patrick I think he was referencing whether or not he's been in touch with with Roquan this offseason if I'm not mistaken do you remember that specific one Sarah say that again I think what Michael's referencing here with this quote of Harbaugh saying that's on Patrick, I think is oh. referring to like the the off season communication with Roquan. If I'm not mistaken, do you happen to recall? Yeah, it was about the communication. It was like, um, but I don't, I don't remember who he was referring to. Cause he said Patrick or he goes, Roquan's already called him and Patrick's going to got to call him. That's on him. But who are they saying? Were they saying that Roquan called Simpson? Who are they talking about? Yeah, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a little bit of help from our audience there. I was I, I got caught multitasking, unfortunately. But uh, up on the screen, Mel Kiper has the, his top remaining prospects in his top 75 entering day three, Sarah. And there's a couple guys that 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 could potentially be of interest to the Ravens, including uh, Keely Ringo, who is the 63rd ranked player in Mel's 
top 75, the Georgia cornerback who the Ravens had some interest in. Of course, we spoke with, with Hudson Mason, the former Georgia quarterback, like we referenced earlier on. And as of right now, the Ravens have the 124th overall pick tomorrow in the fourth round. And that will be one of three should they not move around at all. And uh, Eric did just say that they, you know their goal because of how deep of a roster they have, they don't feel like they need 10 picks this year, but do they need six or seven perhaps? So we'll, we'll, we'll see if they make any movement, but, uh, but that's, that's yeah, Mel's every- list right now. That's that's good list. Good good update there. Everybody's saying is it was it was about Patrick Queen calling Simpson because because Roquan did, you know. And that's uh-huh. and that's my thing. That's my thing. Like I feel like you don't. You put him on blast. Well, first of all, Roquan Smith is not on social media, really. I mean, I remember when he moved here or when he came to Baltimore, uh, he was like saying that he wasn't doing social media. Maybe I should start again and whatever. And uh, he may have re- resurrected a bit on on Instagram, but not really much on Twitter. I was just looking him up because he was our guest, and I was trying to figure out if I should tag him. I was like, no, he doesn't use this this account. But um, but I guess I guess here's my point. It's kind of like, granted, Roquan Smith was just traded for and was just awarded a contract for, and he's he's the highest paid linebacker in the league, or at least he was the moment that he signed it. Um, Roquan Smith though if he's calling simpson that's him being like i'm a leader i'm going to lead you i don't look i don't i don't look at you as a threat like a threat patrick queen i feel like should have that same energy it should be like hey i'm going into my fourth year my my gm literally just said my gm literally just said i'm a pro bowler in the making and and like, it, it just shows to me a little bit of, of like a lack of confidence. Insecurity. Insecurity. Insecu- there you go. Yep. Insecurity is the word. And, and maybe, maybe there's, you know, them bringing in Roquan, maybe, maybe I get it. He's a former first round pick and all that kind of stuff, but I, I'm still not convinced unless, unless Simpson comes in again, this is the 86th pick. Don't be threatened by number 86. Come in here and play ball next to Patrick, uh, next to Roquan Smith and become a pro bowler. And now you can become the next highest paid linebacker. Not because, not because he's necessarily better than Roquan, but because that's how the contracts work. And if you ball out enough, you will get the next biggest contract. So come at it like that. Like, this is my year. I'm going all out. Nothing's stopping me. That's what I want to see from Patrick. I don't want to see an insecurity about pick number 86. I could not agree more with you. I just, I don't know if, if that's the way he's wired about this situation right now, you know, again, we, we want to make it clear that the tweet that we're referencing right now, we, we, we don't, we're, we're, we're interpreting it essentially, right? The sheesh tweet that came down as Trenton Simpson was drafted 86th overall by the Ravens. Here it is right here. If you haven't seen it yet, just within the last hour or so PQ, uh, got on Twitter, 10.32 p.m. Sheesh, as this pick was announced. So, uh, again, you can interpret that the way you want it to, but I, I think that we, I, I think, I feel like we have reason to believe that he is insecure right now. He does not know what his future holds for him. He ha- is rubbed the wrong way by what's taking place, taken place over the last year or so. He's a former first-round pick. He had all the expectations in the world. He underachieved 
through his first couple seasons. Roquan showed up. He was having a solid year prior to Roquan's arrival. Roquan's arrival put him through the roof. Everybody was talking about them as the most dynamic linebacker duo in the entire NFL. Roquan said exactly that yesterday night with us at 8 15 on our live stream. He said he was looking forward to playing with him again for a full season, their first full season together. And uh and I, I just I'm not getting the sense that that he has the right mindset right now. Uh, for what he needs to do in order to get get paid, because it's probably not going to happen in Baltimore. And and is, is he going to go so far? Is he going to take it so far that he doesn't want to be here anymore? Even though you and I both believe that this is the best scenario for him to eventually get paid, even if it ends up being outside of the Ravens. Maybe, but Bobby, I don't I don't want to go that far with it. Is it possible that what? I just I don't want to go so far to say that like that like he he doesn't have the mindset to do it like he 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 saw the Ravens pick somebody he wrote sheesh he could be already over it at this point I believe that Patrick Queen can have a great season with Roquan Smith I think he can start all 17 games as long as he's healthy I think that if he plays like he did in the second half of next season then yeah, he could be in the conversation of being a pro bowler. I'm not going to go so far. Now, sheesh, or or if he's not calling Simpson, I'd be like, yeah, let's go do that. So so it appeared insecure. I don't know it for sure. So I'm not going to take it beyond that. I'm not going to take it beyond that. I The way I see it, Patrick Queen is still the starting inside linebacker next to, to Roquan Smith. And I think... He he started to take off. This is his fourth year. I expect big things from him, and and we'll just you know we'll leave it at that. He had he had a reaction, but but do I think he has a mindset to still play at a high level? For sure, for sure. I may have yeah. I I think I probably misspoke there in terms of mindset. Clearly he does. He showed us that last year. He had the best year of his career. Uh, not under these circumstances with a new inside linebacker coming in in the third round, but. But, but yeah, I mean, the guy's got, yeah, I, I didn't think I maybe probably came across the wrong way there with the, with the word mindset, but um, wow. Day two, day two. <laughs> Who thought that, <laughs> that day two would have brought this kind of drama or at least entertainment. We won't call it drama until we really know what's going on. How about that? Out of fairness to PQ. Uh, but then again, he's put himself, Sarah, he's put himself in the position for us to interpret. That's what's annoying about this. You know, you tw- you tweet out a cryptic tweet, essentially, as this pick is going down, having scrubbed the Ravens of all thi- your scrap, sc- scrubbed your social accounts of all things Ravens. You see t- you see um, outlets and people reacting to it, and you've never said anything about it in terms of reaction throughout the course of this offseason. So, yeah, like, yeah to me, listen, it kind of begs yeah. the question. He's had a chance to clear some of this stuff up. And instead, he adds to the drama here. He adds to the level of curiosity and, and skepticism and speculation surrounding it. I, I hear what you're saying. Like, yes, he put a tweet out there for that was vague. And that is the world we live in. I, I think I tweeted this the other day when we still didn't know if, that Lamar was getting signed. It was when he put out the SpongeBob and then OBJ puts out the book. I'm right. And I had tweeted their screen grabs. And I was like, we're in the age of, of players putting out subliminal me- messages and you can either hate it or you can ignore it or you can have some fun along the way. Right. And so, 
So I hear you in that he put that out there to allow it to be a talking, just something that people talk about because we're, we're reacting live to everything, right? And at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, we can show some measure, right? Just like we show measure with like, you know, Lamar or OBJ. Like, I don't want to read too. It's kind of like when 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 Lamar put out, I want to be traded. That was a bigger thing than what, what Patrick just did. But I wanted to keep my cool and be like, okay, this is a business tactic, right? And you kind of like, you want to keep calm about that. So in this sense, I don't think it's a business tactic. I think it's Patrick Queen wears his thoughts and sleeves kind of on, uh, or thoughts and feelings on his sleeve. And so he had a reaction. We talk about it. And then let's social, show some measure. Just because he put it out there doesn't mean that we need to like go, you know, a thousand miles down the road with it. I guess that's my thing. Is it's like, yes, it's there. Let's talk about it. But why do we need to like go deeper and deeper and deeper about the psychology behind him? I guess that's just where I'm at. Like, I, I just, to me, that goes, that's too far for me. The context that we have though, of, of what's happened prior to this is maybe why I've been willing to, to go that far that far i don't i don't want to go you know yeah, yeah. Cra- to crazy to crazy lengths here but just some of the context of the off season that's already out there um is why i've i'm, I'm maybe um open to the idea here and it's starting to kind of connect for me but but yeah i mean I, i'm i appreciate your like yeah we need to be level-headed during this we can't jump to any conclusions because ultimately we're trying to decipher a tweet that's a one-word tweet that could have 15 <laughs> different definitions to it so um, yeah, I'm really not trying to start any drama. I'm seeing the comments. I, I'm, I'm really not. I, I'm really just trying to, um, you know, understand well, you're what having the live reactions. was here. And yeah, you're having live reactions just yeah. like, just like Patrick did. So like, I, it's not, we're all just reacting live to it and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't, yeah, it's all good.